Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. We haven't had a lot of good news lately, or more precisely, we haven't seen a lot of good news lately, though it does exist. We don't see it because regular media and social media usually focus on the bad. It's not entirely wrong. The survival imperative makes humans watch for threats, and sometimes threats are real. One of the more powerful lessons of this past month is that you really can't count on anything to be certain in the world of business. Only a few short months ago, if you had any rational risk manager argue that we would see a simultaneous large-scale situation where retail revenues went to zero, where hotel revenues went to zero, where airline revenues went to zero, you would have been sent for a psychiatric evaluation. Well, here we are. So where is this good news that I spoke about? Who is going to win in this economic environment? I take the perspective that a successful business is all about solving real business problems. On yesterday's show, we talked about the massive supply chain disruptions that are poised to hit our global food supply. And at lunch today, my wife went to the freezer and took out a package of frozen kale, which she added to her homemade carrot soup. The package indicated the frozen kale originated in Ecuador. Now, I don't know how in a world of reduced transportation, as companies rethink their global supply chains, how we will get kale from a field in Ecuador into a freezer bag and ultimately onto my dinner table in Ottawa, Canada. On today's show, we're looking at a new report issued this week from industrial real estate firm CBRE that predicts demand for local domestic refrigerated warehouse space is going to increase in the short term and over the next five years. The main thesis of the research, entitled COVID-19 Impact on the Food Industry and Implications for Industrial Real Estate, underscores how the food industry is undergoing significant disruption from COVID-19, as consumers in North America increasingly have groceries delivered to their homes, either direct-to-consumer or they're buying online and picking up in-store. The CBRE data pointed to the U.S. grocery sector seeing a 100% increase in daily online sales between March 13th and 15th. And that's in comparison to a baseline period a week earlier. CBRE also cited a Bricks Meets Click shopper survey, which saw 46% of respondents indicating they'll continue to purchase goods online after the COVID-19 pandemic subsides. What's more, the report pointed to what CBRE is calling long-term impacts for the industrial cold storage sector due to COVID-19. And these include e-commerce grocery is going to become more widely adopted as consumers get more comfortable with the practice. It's going to trigger heightened demand for local cold storage capacity. Multi-tenant refrigerated warehouses will likely consolidate to gain more control over the cold storage footprint. Since e-commerce is typically fulfilled by local grocery stores, retail footprints will include more storage and more fulfillment space, including a greater need for infill temperature control facilities in close proximity to consumers. Restaurants may see a significant shift in dining formats with less dine-in options and more takeout and delivery and that would require more cold storage capacity. Food storage companies that supply restaurants may look to second-generation cold storage space as a cost advantage in a limited dining environment. Automation is going to increase. It's going to prompt higher density. Greater height and smaller footprint build-outs will be required for round-the-clock operations. The cost of building new cold storage, though, is a huge barrier given the construction costs are two to three times that compared with that of dry, ambient warehouses. These properties have to have strict thermal integrity, and temperature's got to be uniform throughout. You can't have a leaky vent that has one corner of the building running hot. Storing and distributing perishable items with different shelf lives means different climates must be controlled, all while workers are moving the product in and out of the facility. 
Operating these facilities may even become more challenging with stricter guidelines for health and safety. The consumer is becoming more conscious about what and how they eat. As demand for healthy, fresh food increases, the requirement for storage of fish, produce, poultry, and meat is going to increase. Couple that with the demographic shift to more urban locations and the ever-increasing population, the need for more cold storage buildings in the core of the city is a natural evolution. It stands to reason that more and more people will shop using online grocery stores. They're going to use them first out of necessity during the COVID-19 outbreak. Once the initial objections are overcome, they'll continue to use the online groceries for convenience after the storm has passed. The result will be a significant and permanent shift in the retail landscape for food. We're talking about the last five miles of the supply chain between the point of production and my dinner table. These online grocers will need a big fridge, the size of a warehouse. The entrepreneur who invests in these facilities in high-density and high-population markets stands to be ahead of the game and potentially a big winner out of this disruption. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. and talk to you again tomorrow.